0: Heroes, rise up and stand together. Join into the leagues of those who look to protect the innocent here in Metroville. This week on Schedule for Launch, join me, Zach Walsh, as I talk with Tyler about his superhero tabletop role-playing game, Metroville. Build your dream comic book characters, and it's easy to pick up an easier-to-play game where you and your friends are the heroes of your own story. We talk about superhero media, numbers, and character-driven stories. Welcome to Schedule for Launch, a podcast to discover the projects that you may have missed. This week, I am incredibly excited to be joined by another wonderful tabletop creator for a very interesting, very unique superhero tabletop role-playing game called Metroville. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me this week. Oh, uh, Thanks for having me. We're recording this in uh about mid-September, I'd say. <laughs> And you got in contact with me about a month ago, and I've been, like, really excited to talk about this because we've only had one other superhero tabletop role-playing game come on, and there's been a couple of announcements. I mean, MCU's just as big as ever, and I'm I'm really excited to talk about your take on the superhero genre. Oh, that's
1: exciting. Yeah, um, I've seen probably i don't want to say every because i probably have missed some but uh, <laughs> close close to every uh mcu piece of content uh that's come out in the last 10 or 15 years oh wow uh yeah i'm a big superhero junkie um you know i i haven't seen all of the like behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. uh Like the making of Hawkeye, I I didn't get a chance to see that. But 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 the the mainstream stuff I have, and if it's on Disney Plus, I probably
0: watch it. See, that's so exciting to me because, like, I really like comics. I am so Mm -hmm. far behind on MCU. Like, I'm talking. I still haven't watched like Infinity Wars or Endgame, whichever one came first. Like. I think the most recent film I watched was the second Spider Man film, uh Far From Home, I think it's called. And that was the last one I saw. Yeah. That that was the last one I saw, so that that had to have been that it was pre pandemic definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Uh that was uh that was one with Mysterio, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. 2019. Um, Okay, so maybe not as far back as I thought.
1: Continuing (laughs) this trend of modern Spider-Man villains just being Iron Man villains
2: Spider-Man has to deal with. Uh,
0: But we're not here to talk about Marvel. (laughs) We're here to talk about you and Metroville. So, Tyler, before we really hop into it, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I, by day, I am a I'm a teacher uh, in Ontario, Canada. Um, I teach English, math, and history. And uh, by night, I am a well, I typically a GM in in my uh, games. Right now, I'm GMing a game of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, it's called Avatar Legends, I think, is what yeah. the, the new system's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm GMing a game of that, as well as a game of Pathfinder Second Edition, um, and uh, I'm the creator of uh, of Metroville,
0: which we are going to be talking about yeah. a lot more in <laughs> just a moment. So, obviously, between the teaching background and like some of the subjects that you teach, and the game mastering, you seem to be somebody who's really drawn to stories. What kind of stories mm-hmm. really get your mind going, Tyler? Honestly, for me, it's the uh
1: it's the really it's the character stories. Right? Like okay. uh if if you you give me a, a few a big plot and uh, you know, the end of the world is happening and whatever, whatever, I can it can get kind of i don't want to say stale but it the stakes are only so big as the as the characters for me mm-hmm. um which actually was a pretty driving force um behind how metroville was designed yeah. um with all of the ability to create the most customizable uh character that i could think of uh, uh, the ability to do uh, because. When I was, um, so I've been playing role playing games for not that long actually, maybe only the last three, four years. Um, Okay. And, uh, the biggest thing that frustrated me was that when I made my characters, or when my uh, players made their characters, there were some things about their characters that we all thought were really important but we couldn't figure out how to represent within certain rule systems yeah um uh, whether that be you know my character has uh really uh they have fur and it's just why does that not make a difference between your character that doesn't have fur and does have fur um Mm -hmm. and so you know that that really was a, a big reason why Metroville has such a robust uh, trait system. Yeah. Um, And, of course, all of the traits have numerical values because I am a math nerd. (laughs) Um, And it was was fun for me to sort of try and make the balancing of of different traits uh, interesting, mechanically speaking.
0: Mm -hmm. I think a good two-thirds of this book is like, hey, here's how to build characters. Or like, Powers and customization and there's like this huge emphasis and it really comes through that you're trying to tell stories about not just superheroes but people with superpowers yeah. which i yeah. think is like there's like a, a definite difference there to me at least and like be how you can approach them you've designed mm-hmm. Metroville to be able to do both in really interesting ways yeah, and I don't I don't think Metroville
1: is a hundred percent unique in that aspect. Um, like yep. there's like, even within the superhero genre, I think it's called uh, Masks, where they're you're all teenage yep. superheroes. Um, and so I, I looked at that and I got some inspiration from from there in terms of uh, like what ways I can make character more at the forefront of of an RPG, um, mm-hmm. but I felt that game was a little bit limiting in terms of like what kinds of stories you could tell. Right, it really yeah. was just teen superhero drama. Um, where I wanted Metroville to be a little bit more uh, freeform. Mm-hmm. That is where all of the uh, the customization options are are come into play. Right, like I think you mentioned, most of the like, two thirds of the whole book is just character options, and that's a hundred percent true because. We have over 30 different powers uh, in the in the book, some of which actually came from our Kickstarter backers, which is really cool. Uh, okay. one, of the, one of the tiers was to work uh, with me and create a power. And we, I had a couple of people back at that tier, and they came up with some pretty cool stuff, too, that wasn't already in the book, actually. So that, that was really
0: fun. That's super fun. But well, we've been kind of dancing around it what is metroville
1: that is that is the the question isn't it um Metroville is the the tagline is it's a superpowered role playing game um because for me Metroville is about playing characters with superpowers like you said it's it's about being a super powered person so that that doesn't mean i have like a couple of actions that I can do, right? If I if I'm Magneto, I'm not like, oh man, I can only lift up that object because it's of this size and this like distance away from me and stuff like that. It just it, the the game is so flexible and you can be so creative. So if I had to summarize it in one or two sentences, I would probably say something like uh, Metroville is a superhero. Uh, role-playing game where you can create any character you want, play them any way you want, and creativity is and should be rewarded at the table.
0: Mm -hmm. A lot of the ways that Metroville sets up its action economy, its combat system, and its reactions and actions and superpowers, it really does give you that free-form flexibility and thinking.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that comes across, because that is 100% uh, what the goal was. Um, we wanted to to make it so that, uh, basically, you could, you could be the superhero
0: that you see on TV or in the comics. Uh-huh. Something that's also really appreciated about this game is... While there is a lot of depth to character creation, it's also really easy to get into Metroville. Like it's a really simple system Mm -hmm. in like a very positive way. So, do you mind talking a little bit about how the dice system came up and why specifically you went with the die pool system instead of something like the the D twenty system?
1: Sure, sure. Um, So, like a lot of us, I'm sure, uh, my first role playing game was. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition Mm. (laughs) and and the d20 frustrated me a lot um, in the sense that uh, you know if I was if I'm playing I don't know let's say I'm playing a barbarian with 18 strength and there's a wiry little rogue over there with 12 strength I have a 15% higher chance to do a A strength thing, yeah, than they do, uh, you know, not taking into account like proficiencies, whatever. We're not going to get to the details of that right now, but (laughs) but the idea that
2: like the percentages are so close and it's
1: just it just felt like my character wasn't that unique, um, which again, it all comes back to character for me, um, the the die pool system allowed me to do a lot of different things first of all uh it allowed me to make it so that your actions were consistent uh just with the way that uh like a lot of large numbers right so the more dice you roll the closer you're going to get to average every time Uh, so in metroville you're going to probably start out the game if you build your character in uh Like at least a somewhat logical uh, way, you're gonna get four to six dice in in your for your major power uh, rolls at the start of the game, and so you know with average successes, you're probably gonna get between two and three every uh, every roll, and so you can kind of like count on that, right? Whereas in with the d20, you can't. You can't like it's, a, it's the same odds to roll any uh, number. Uh, so so having that balance, having that that middle like the bell curve uh, was really important to me because superheroes to me they don't often fuck up on the little stuff. No, right? Like you never see uh, Spider Man fail to hit the thing with his web. Right. Uh, sometimes he'll run out of webs, and that's a completely different thing. Um, but he'll he'll ne- he'll never miss the building. Yeah,
2: he's right.
1: Uh, so it it makes it so that it's almost impossible to mess up the little things, the things that you can do consistently. You can do consistently, and it makes those highs even higher. Right? Because if you're rolling five dice and you need a four or five, that's the The odds are not in your favor, but when you get that, that it's pretty hype.
0: <laughs> so, for those who may not know, how exactly does Metroville's dice pool system work?
1: Right, right, right. yeah. So um, it it work it functions um, basically like so. You have a a, a stat. Right, so let's, call, let's say you have a body, your stat is body. Um, and you'll have a power which will uh, use that stat and add a modifier to it. So super strength is a really obvious one. Super strength adds to body. Uh, so let's say you have a super strength modifier two and a body of three. You're going to have five dice in your pool yeah. that you're going to roll. Uh, and so when you roll those five dice, uh, you're basically looking for four and above. So anything four and above is considered a success, and then you just count the number of successes.
0: Like I said, it's super easy for a beginner player to pick up and understand that. Like you're looking for four, five, six. Exactly. The more that you're rolling, the the better your likelihood of getting one of those numbers.
1: Exactly, and that's the other thing um, about uh, about Metroville is like you. Theoretically, you could calculate the odds of uh, every single die roll that you're going to make, um, but you don't really need to to have like a rough idea of. I'm rolling four dice. I need three successes. That's you know not too not too easy. Or I'm rolling seven dice. I need one success. I'm probably going
0: to do it. Yeah, exactly, and with the way that the dice pools are built. Actually, let's talk about that. How do you build your dice pool in this game? Because we know that you have your major stat, but what other factors may give or hinder your pool?
1: So there's three sort of... So on top of the base stat, there's three different uh, major ways you can alter your uh, your pool. Uh, you, your power, first of all. So, like I said, super strength has a modifier it will add to your to your um, to your pool. Um, there's also talents. Talents are anything from, from riding a motorcycle to um, understanding the constellations, and that'll also add to your pool. Obviously, those probably won't add to your body pool but uh you know uh, it, uh they, they would help in other circumstances uh and then finally there's traits traits are we briefly brought those up earlier these are the the really the things that make your character unique and mm-hmm. traits come in both positive and negative and they can add to your uh to your goals and, or subtract from your goals right so if uh one of your traits is athletic you're going to add to your body goals. If one right. of your traits is um, uh, trying to think of negative trait now, what if one of your traits is gullible? That's going to subtract from your goals, right? Um, yeah. And so those are the three things essentially
0: on top of the main stat. You've got your powers, you've got your talents, and you've got your traits. And those all influence the dice pool system. Exactly. One of my favorite things, especially about the the talents system is how those can naturally through play and through storytelling develop and you can get those. I love that. Like anytime a game builds in like, Oh, you're slowly learning something. You're becoming talented in it. I love that. I think it's such good design to reward people for basically role playing something and getting better at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Metroville is all about the fiction saying when you get better at something, um, it's. I was actually really inspired by video game RPGs here, um, so things like Skyrim, Oblivion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where if you if you are using your your one handed sword, you're gonna get better at one handed swords. Uh, <laughs> it's a similar it's a similar thing here. If you get better with your super strength superpower.
2: You're
0: get better at using your super strength, super power. Uh-huh. Or talents, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You brought up kind of like advancing there and narrative mm-hmm. advancement. I think that Metroville has one of the most rewarding and unique ways of quote unquote leveling up. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about? what the, the powering up process looks like in this game.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually I'm pretty sure it is. The, the section is called powering up in the rulebook, So that's a, that's perfect. Uh, so basically how it works is, um, you will have your dipole, uh, that you created up before you make your role. Um, and the GM will usually, uh, I think we call it uh, a narrator in, uh, in uh in metroville uh, anyway so the narrator will tell you um what the the success uh, how many successes you need to roll uh in order for a moderate success to happen um we'll talk about levels of success later i'm sure um but suffice to say moderate success means you succeed with some complications um or at least you get most of what you want, um, yeah. and so in order to succeed with a moderate success, you'll have the number for that. Uh, let's say you have a die pool of um, of six, and your moderate success difficulty is uh, four. Right, so you need four successes in order mm-hmm. to get a moderate success. Um, that would be what we call a um a heroic task. So uh there's two different kinds of tasks, the first being heroic, where uh if you get if, if your your goal is half of your die pool, like if the, the success uh difficulty is half of your die pool or greater, we call that a heroic task. Um yeah. and so basically the purpose of this was to prevent characters and players from Essentially uh, doing push ups in the background and leveling up. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, one of my, uh, one of my, the the people who was playtesting this game, uh, he is what you might call a power gamer. Oh.
0: Um, Yes, I've run into a number of these.
1: (laughs) And, and, you know, I I actually think that's a good thing uh, when you're running a playtest because he showed me where all of the things can get a little crazy. Um, And so that's why this system is in place uh, with the 50% or greater. Um, And so that's what heroic tasks are. uh, And mythic tasks. These tasks are... Anything that is uh where the difficulty is equal to or greater than your die pool total. Or sorry, not equal to equal to or one less than uh your die pool total. Uh and you have to you have to succeed on these things, right? So if you have a six die pool system um and or a six die pool and your um your moderate success difficulty is a five or a six, that's a mythic. Okay? Um And so, in order to get a power point or an advancement point, basically, you need to get a certain number of uh, heroic tasks and mythic tasks. I say a certain number because the number changes based on a lot of different aspects, including uh, what your current modifier is at, some uh, traits that you have, There are some traits that will make it easier or harder for you to to gain advancement points. It also uh, will change uh, based on your origin as well. So Mm -hmm. that's basically how leveling up works. You got to roll, you got to actually do things that are somewhat difficult.
0: You had briefly mentioned moderate successes there. Mm -hmm. Do you want to bring up the success system in this game? Yeah, yeah.
1: So basically, there's uh, failures or misses and then there's moderate successes, and then there's flawless successes. Um, the book will always describe uh, the difficulty uh, as a moderate success difficulty, and mm-hmm. that's because the flawless success difficulty is always a moderate success plus two. So, if moderate success is four, the flawless is six, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And so, basically, a failure or a miss is what it sounds like you aren't able to accomplish the action in the way that you want to um so you know that doesn't necessarily mean that you know the player fails completely and miserably it could mean that some unforeseen circumstances show up this is um the uh this is where some gming improv will help out a little bit uh yeah uh it's, it's a similar system to a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse stuff, right? Where yeah. you know, there's there's no, like, this is exactly what happens when this rolls, or when this rolls, or when this rolls, right? Um, because it's more narrative-focused. Um, mm-hmm. And then a moderate success is, like I said earlier, if you are able to... Um, you're able to do the thing, but not perfectly, right? So if you try and throw the boulder, but maybe the boulder uh, splits in half, halfway through the air. And the other half goes somewhere you weren't hoping it would go. Um, Or uh, maybe the boulder doesn't quite make it to where you want to, or maybe it goes further than you want it to. And it, you know, complication, you know, uh, shenanigans ensue. And then, of course, a flawless success means that, well, you did it flawlessly, right? Uh, it, exactly what you wanted to happen happens and you save the day, basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's... You had mentioned Powered by the Apocalypse there, so you have yeah. your, your miss, which is everything goes south, things go yeah. poorly. Then there's your mixed success, which is your you're, you're like your moderate success, which is yeah. things are you get what you want, but um, there's some side effects. And then your flawless success, which is you get exactly what you're looking for. Everything turned out dandy. And I think that's like my favorite way to mm. handle these narrative systems because it builds drama
2: 100%. into
0: your game. And that can be really hard for people when they're first starting out switching over to, like, a a more narrative game.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think I love seeing people switch over from, like, 5e to a Powered by the Apocalypse game,
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: then just, like, them grasping that, like, not hard-failing sort of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I love seeing it happen. You had just mentioned a moment ago Origins, and we actually have gone somehow throughout this entire conversation so far without talking about character creation, <laughs> which blows my mind. Um, so let's go a little bit through character creation and how you build up these characters and their stories and their major and minor abilities.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So we have kind of danced around, danced around it quite a bit, but to to really dig in, um, I'm not going to go into too many numbers here because It's a little easier, (laughs) Uh, yeah, Um, and it's easier to go into the numbers if you are actually looking at the book. Um, Yeah. So we'll do broad strokes. Uh, So broad strokes. Step zero for me is come up with a character theme. It's really hard uh, in a system like this to sort of uh, wing it. At least for me, Um, if I if I don't know um what at least like have a rough idea of what i want like uh it it's 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 too freeform i think uh mm-hmm. to for that that to happen which you know is an advan- an advantage but also it can be seen as a disadvantage for some people that you don't know, want to have a character in 30 seconds metroville is not a game where that can happen. I would say you could do it if you're experienced with the system, you could probably do it in 5 or 10 minutes. But it's not one of those like uh OSR games where you can roll on a couple of tables and then you have a character for for the night. Yeah. Um so anyway, so you start with your character theme. Uh this can be super general. It could be I want them to be like uh Really, really good at parkour. I want them to be like uh, an acrobat, or I want them to be a a miner, or a dungeon delver. or I want them to be a uh a uh, uh, airplane pilot. It could it could be very general like that, or it could be really specific. You could be trying to emulate a uh, a character that already exists. You could be like, I want this. T- I want to make Batman. I want to make Spider Man. You know. Um, or you could have your own, I want to make this character that I've been thinking of for the last five years. <laughs> um, and, and so that's where the character themes sort of come in, and they, they really help mold where the rest of this goes, because step two, or I guess step one, is to come up with your origin. At this point, the origins include everything from uh, like genetic, manipulated... Uh, people, so like, like uh, experiments, accidents, you know, like your Hulks, your Spider-Mans, um, or uh, people who are cha- genetically changed from birth, so your mutants, right? Like your, uh, your Wolverines or, and, and your X-Mens, right? Uh, yeah. It includes your high-tech heroes, uh, so like your Iron Mans, things like that. It, you've got aliens, uh, you've got magic. You, I've even included a, a type for training. So your your classic, um, highly trained vigilantes, so your Batmans, your uh, that, that kind of character. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know we've got we've got those all those different options, and that, those are your origins. Those, for the most part, will dictate a couple of starting things. Um, so, you know, if you're an alien, you will have a trait that, uh, it says that you're you're not very good at interacting with people because maybe you don't know them very well or you have a hard time understanding their society or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're a tech hero, it's going to give you a suit of armor at the start or, a, or something, right, right, some sort of tech to, to start the game with. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And for the most part, it's really just the starting, in, the starting stuff. Um, then uh deal with the the exception that uh magic will let you get access to certain powers and training will let you get access to certain powers uh because they're uh, kind of niche those two types of uh, origins yeah um and then so once you've selected your origin you're then gonna uh make your um you're actually going to up your stats and change your stats. Uh, and so you get some points to put into stats. Um, this includes your body, your agility, your mind, your uh, willpower, and your charisma, and your stamina points, so stamina palate health. Um, and so these stats will usually be uh dictated by what kind of powers you're looking at, or you can base your powers off of what stats you want. The order there is a little bit, a uh, little bit fluid. So then, once you pick your stats, you're going to go into the, the list of thirty plus powers that all have one to two pages uh, description on them in the book. Each each of them comes with a cool illustration. Um, to kind of show the power in action in a fun way uh the powers also come with the descriptions and the powers are basically like here's some examples of things that we did during our play tests, or things that i came up with that they could do these are not the limits of things they could do um so you've got your powers now um which again are like i said uh, somewhat uh de- chosen by your origins. Uh, Your origins will dictate those. Um, Which ones you can choose, how powerful they are to start, things like that. Um, Then we go into talents. Talents are where you can get even more creative. Uh, So everyone gets to choose a couple of talents from the, the list, and then once you're done those, you actually have to come up with your unique talents. This is the fun part for me. Uh, your unique talents have to be something that is just so whack that uh, your it's unlikely to be useful. But the fun part is when it is. It's it. It's like your character's the star of that scene, right? Okay. Uh, so, yeah. for example, the uh, knowledge of um, of the stars was one that we used in a game once, and they were able to tell their. Uh, their direction based on the stars that were that were in the sky um and it was it was great for that character to have that moment because they were the only one in the game that could have that thing because it's unique to them uh so you got your your talents and then finally your traits the traits are they're the they're the most mathy part of character creation because each trait has a point value associated with them uh either negative or positive and your goal is to balance out to zero okay so um if you take a plus three trait you could take a minus two and a minus one three minus ones or a minus three or you know uh any as long as you get it to to balance out it it doesn't really matter how many traits you have um and so then you're done your character creation so quick summary origins into uh point into points uh stat points into powers into talents into traits
0: it all kinds of builds on each other and. Yeah. It gives your character a lot of depth. And like, we didn't mention it because, like, part of the fun of tabletop role playing games is that, like, you're writing your character's story as this is happening. Like, Mm -hmm. the way that I like to think about Metroville is that, like, issue one has already happened. Yeah. And now you and your friends are doing your first Avengers style team up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You've had your solo movie. It's time for the
0: team up movie. Yeah, this is our um our Spider Man homecoming, basically. Yeah. Is what is what Metroville kind of skips over all the the dirty stuff that people kind of have a vague clue about and it hops right into the the meat of who the character is.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's uh how I would describe it as
0: well. That's perfect. So you had mentioned a little while back, though, that this was a Kickstarter game. I just mm-hmm. wanted to ask you about your experience with Kickstarter and some of the more interesting powers that were created because of that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kickstarter was a process. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, as I said before, I'm a I'm a teacher. Um, before I was a teacher, I was a camp counselor. And that's pretty much the only jobs, I mean, I've been a tutor, uh, so my uh, jobs have been basically education focused and like, not even close to marketing, um, <laughs> and, uh, so like, my, my education in terms of uh, like, I have an English and history and math background, which Sounds like a weird combination, but I think the, my the writing of like the copy was not terrible. But mm-hmm. of course, there was a lot of editing that still went into it. I have a lot of great friends who helped me out do, doing that. Uh, we yeah. spent a lot of hours on the couch uh, and over Discord, going over <laughs> all of the you know all the the sentence things and all of the. There should be a period here. Why is that thing covering over there? There should be. That picture is too big. You know, whatever. All of the, yeah. all of the stuff that goes along with creating any kind of marketing stuff, um, because it was the first time I had ever done anything like this. So it was a ride for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, be, being honest, I didn't expect. I mean, I was, I wouldn't have been too disappointed if it didn't get uh, backed, If it didn't get fully funded because yeah. I knew it was my first 10th. I knew the success rate, you know, going in. Um, and so I was kind of floored when in uh, like 10 or 11 days, we were fully, uh, fully Um, So and that was a great experience meet, uh, with the interacting with the community um, and get going on shows like this have been a lot of fun getting to talk about Villain and and other games. It's been Mm -hmm. been really fun. So, yeah, Kickstarter in general, I think it was a good experience. Um, Would I do it again? (laughs) Maybe not for a while. (laughs) Uh, But it's just, it's a lot of work. And anyone who wants to to do a Kickstarter should know that it is a lot of work if you want to make it successful. Not just during the campaign, but especially before the campaign. Um, In terms of the powers that came out of it, because of some of our very generous uh, backers who wanted to make the game partly their own, too. Uh, So the first one was a power called Invention. Uh, And that one, basically, they wanted to be able to make... Tools on the on the fly, uh, so you know they 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 wanted to basically be like a super powered MacGyver, uh, <laughs> which I found really cool. So we we tinkered and toyed with that, and we came up with something that I think uh, is really cool and that they were happy with. So yeah, basically you can make different tools of different complexity levels. Uh, and they last different amounts of time based on the complexity of the tool. Uh, And so that ended up being really cool. And the second one uh, was a a Monstrous Transformation, is what the power ended up being called. Which, we have a shapeshift power already, uh, so I was a little bit hesitant going into this one, but it ended up working out really cool because it was the first power that that I created That had some sort of um, detriment attached to it. Um, So there are a lot of superheroes that exist, like uh, you know, like um, what's the the guy who can only talk really loud? Uh, Oh, uh, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Yes. Um. Yeah. So there are characters like him out there that you know their powers are kind of uh, a curse as well as a as a benefit. Um, Yeah. And so this was kind of like that. So in th- with this uh, with this power, you could turn into like a monstrous form. So this means like you know your your giant lizards, your um, vampires, your werewolves, things like that. But of course, with that, you're a, you're a monster. And so yeah. there's this level of loss of control that comes in. Uh, there's this limitation on when it can happen based on, like, what kind of creature you're turning into. Um, And so that was a really cool one to sort of figure out where all the knobs and levers are in terms of balancing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it was different from any of the other ones that I had made before.
0: It's interesting, too, because these powers all act on roughly the same scale, which Mm -hmm. is really difficult to... To balance. So to hear about that makes it really interesting. Like the the shape-shifting power versus like telekinesis, for instance. Like making sure that those two things feel distinct, both powerful and roughly on the same level, Mm -hmm. is a huge amount of work. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And,
1: you know, it was a lot of math. Uh, that I ended up doing. Uh, So, you know, player-facing, you won't see any of the equations. Uh, (laughs) But um, trust me, they were there. And that was a lot of it. Um, But at a certain point with a narrative game like this, where there's so much free-form options, I had to just throw my hands up and say some of these may not be equal in all circumstances yeah right your ability to be clairvoyant is not going to help you in the same circumstances as being able to go su- to run super fast right there's there's some powers that are more niche but those niche ones are really good at doing what they do it's not all math. Some of it's, a, it's a, it is more of an art than a science in some ways. But <laughs> uh, but I tried to I tried to use a little bit of, of math where I could.
0: We've talked a lot about numbers too, and like I just want the audience to know out there that this game is like it's basically as crunchy as you want it to be, but it's not that crunchy. Like mm-hmm. you you're basically adding up your dice pool. You're figuring out what goes into it. You roll your dice. And then you look for the fours and ups. Like yeah. that's that's what you're doing. So like it's a really like really well balanced system. And I just want to throw that out there.
2: Because like I, I, I said
0: Well, yeah, you deserve to hear it. We've talked a lot about the math and stuff like that, but a player is not gonna see that. Yeah. Like that is not something that they have to worry too much about. Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. That was you know, in the early days of it, it was a little more player facing, and I got some feedback uh, that that might not be what a lot of people want to do. Math at the table, shocker. Uh, um, so, you know, it it definitely didn't make it to the
0: final, the final cut. A lot of No, that's totally fair. That that stuff can be, a, it's good, I should say because a lot of that stuff can be off-putting or Mm -hmm. difficult for a wider audience to kind of sit down and enjoy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the hardest math, I would say, is probably during the character creation. You have to add some integers, but calculators exist. Uh, And you only have to do that (laughs) one time, and it's not during play, so...
0: So, Tyler, we're actually almost 50 minutes into this here.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, um, I got two more questions for you. Okay. And they're asked at the end of every episode. So, my first question for you, what advice can you give to somebody looking to make their own game, but they don't know where to start? Okay. Uh, first,
1: I would say, figure out if the game that you want to make already exists. Um, because that was a lot of what I was trying to do. Is I was first, I was trying to figure out if the game that I wanted to play already existed. Because it's a lot of work to make your own game. Yeah. Um. And so, if it already exists, that's great, and you you kind of avoided all the hassle. But if the game that you that, like that you want that will scratch that itch does not exist. I would say, play a lot of other games. Um, so, if you look at Metroville rules, and you played a lot of other role-playing games, you'll notice that there's pieces of masks. You'll notice that there's pieces of Power Pi by the Apocalypse in there. Not necessarily that game, but like that idea yeah. of the system. Um, you'll notice that there's pieces of the Burning Wheel in there. Uh, like Look for inspiration in places that it might not, you might not first expect it to be. Um, And finally, be open to feedback. Um, Metroville is very, very, very different than what I initially wrote down on paper. after going through lots of different discussions and playtests and just thinking about it and it's it's not the same because Mm -hmm. you know what you go what you think about in your head might not translate well to a larger group experience and just be open to feedback from from your players from other dms um and Take that, take that advice and, you know, you don't necessarily have to make the changes. If if they're saying, you know, this part of the game was uh, slow, maybe the goal for it was to
0: be slow. But, like, listen to it, at least. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. That's honestly one of the biggest lessons you can learn when you're starting out is... To take feedback, mm-hmm. he, like I even think back to when I started schedule for launch, and like taking feedback is tough. Mm-hmm. Like l- learning to accept feedback is really hard.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Um, there's no you know magic trick to being good at it either. No,
0: it's just <laughs> you just gotta get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Final question of the night, though. Alright, I'm ready. Where can people find out more about Metroville and you?
1: Okay, uh, so I am, Metroville slash me, are on Twitter at Metroville RPG. We're on Instagram at Metroville RPG. Uh, we're on DriveThru RPG uh, if you search for Metroville. Um, we have a Discord server uh, and I'm pretty active in the Discord server, if anyone joins in, asks for asks any questions or wants to know anything. Um, I can be reached. Twitter and Discord are the main ones.
0: Perfect. And then where can people pick up Metroville?
1: Uh, you can find Metroville at DriveThruRPG and on itch.io.
0: As always, audience, those links are going to be down in the description below. Go check out Metroville, especially if you're into the superhero genre. We barely got to touch the surface on some like the really cool stuff that you can do in this game. But, like, it's worth it. Like, go take a look at this game. It's a lot of fun, and it's it'll be intimidating the first time you look at it for about two minutes, and then you hop into it, and it's a lot of fun to build a character. I think I've done one or two characters just to kind of get a feel for it, and I, I think that this system has, like, a lot of potential, and a lot of people will really like it, especially if you didn't care for a multiverse role-playing game by Marvel. <laughs> definitely look at this one. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't like that one, definitely look at this one. Tyler, thank you so much for joining me on the show this week. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. It was so much fun to learn about this game. And audience, thank you for joining us and listening. Tyler and Metroville have already launched, and you can go pick it up right now. We're going to talk to you real soon, though, so take care of yourselves. Have a good night. I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much to Tyler for joining us on the show this week. Metroville has one of the best character builders I have had the chance to look at, and it gives you so much freedom when building out your superhero fantasies. Metroville's already out, so you can go pick it up at one of the links below and get started playing this amazing tabletop role-playing game with your friends today. And I just want to say thank you everyone for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and want to show your support, why not leave a review on one of your podcatchers like Spotify or Apple podcast. It really does help the podcast get spotted and it helps more people find us and get me looking at more amazing projects out there. There probably won't be a proper episode out next week. So I'm going to give myself a week off just to get caught up on some other stuff and, I don't know if you can hear my throat's fading a little bit, and I don't want to lose my voice. If I can get the next project I'm working on figured out, though, maybe I'll give you a sneak peek. I'm not sure yet. Until then, though, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye!